0: And here's an ad from our sponsors. Have you ever heard about Anchor? Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Welcome, welcome to the Be Fearless podcast. Today, I have an amazing woman with us. She is an attorney of profession. She has been featured in multiple uh, prime platforms, morning shows, magazines, with an outreach of 100,000 people, including (laughs) this lady is being in the New York Fashion Week. She has raised over $8,000 in charity. And she also is the recipient of the President's Volunteer Service Award and the Secretary of State Award for outstanding volunteerism and abroad. And she has traveled over 19,000 miles. Like, oh my God, this is International Miss USA, Mikhail Reed-Carroll, welcome.
1: Thank you, Dagmar, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here today and to speak with you about Whatever you're interested in hearing about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, basically, it's your story, it's your journey through your life, through success, and how you overcome all these challenges that life throws throws us at us, like um, you know, on a daily basis. But I'm I i can not wait to hear and you know your whole story and you know have my audience uh, hear your story. But first, we need to start by the basics. Where are you from, Michael?
1: Born and raised um, in a small town in Maine, uh, Bath, Maine. It's in the mid-coast area of Maine, about uh, 45 minutes uh, north of the largest city in Maine, Portland. So I'm a New Englander and Maine girl at heart, um, though currently I am in the Caribbean, uh, where my husband is a foreign service officer for the U.S. government and the State Department. And we both work here at the U.S. Embassy in Belgrade.
0: That's amazing. And um, tell us, uh, what was your biggest challenge as you grew up? Like, what made made Michael that Michael that was growing up the Mikel that is today?
1: Geez, I've had a lot of challenges. Um, I was I was born legally blind um, in, in my left eye, and in addition, I'm the oldest of five children raised by a single mom. Um, we grew up very much. Mo- without very much money, so we were economically disadvantaged. Um, And most people in my family did not have any sort of education. My mom dropped out of high school, unfortunately, as did many of her. Um, And then I was the first person in my family to go to college, uh, basically at the behest of mom. Uh, My mom's been sort of behind everything. She struggled herself, and as a result, didn't want any of her kids to struggle, so she encouraged us all to pursue education um, and was always encouraging of me, no matter what anyone said. You know, I was teased a lot as well as a kid. You know, I was skinny. I had a big gap in my teeth. I had glasses because of being legally blind, very thick glasses, big hair. So I was teased a lot. and No matter what, she was always there, you know, telling me, it doesn't matter what these people say about you. You need to know who you are as a person and just work hard, dream big. And if you do, you can achieve whatever you want to in life. So goals and challenges are some of the things that made me who I am. And definitely the encouragement of my mother. And now um, encouragement and support of my husband.
0: That's, that's amazing. I love it. I love your story. Um, I Thank mean, you. If, if you didn't mention that you were born legally blind, I will never guess because you you look so beautiful. Uh, I mean, like, (laughs) you don't mention it, like, I'll I'll be like, like, now I'm like more shocked and I'm like more in love, like, I love you so much more. Uh, But now you mentioned that you were instilled that, you know, that spirit of pursuing a career, a career and like becoming, you know, uh, a professional. Um, What motivated you to follow, uh, you know, a professional in law?
1: Um, I think part of it was, of course, wanting to give back to others. And I always knew I wanted to do something where I was giving back to others. But on the other hand, having seen my mom and my family members struggle, I also knew that I wanted some sort of career where I was not only giving back to others, but where I could be financially stable and not have to worry um, about depending on anyone else for my financial stability. So I decided at a young age, I was about 10, and decided I wanted to be an attorney um, and just pursued it from there. And from that point on, I worked as hard as I could to get good grades in school. I graduated high school with honors, then went on to graduate from college with honors, and then went on to the University of Maine School of Law. I did not graduate with honors from the University of Maine School of Law. Law school is a lot harder than college. <laughs> However, um, I just worked hard and bring that dream. Um, I graduated from law school about, gosh, Almost twenty years ago <laughs> now, and uh, yeah, it's just been amazing ever since. And I concentrated most of my legal career in profit law.
0: Wow, that's amazing! You know, uh, funny fact: I at some point I wanted to pursue a career in law, and I think that. Uh, what hold me back. It was when I got into my job and then I, you know, I get to like see the whole ordeal of this. I was like, you know what? I think that I'm just going to go through another route. So I went to, um, to pursue a PhD, uh, in public service. So, you know, but I admire you. I mean, I admire, admire. my father was an attorney, uh, also as, um, by profession. So I, I mean, this is a hard uh, and very, um, time-consuming and uh profession and it, it takes a lot of you because sometimes it you is. want to like to help people and then you you go out of your way in the in the in the, in the well how can I say this I'm sorry I'm having I'm having a, a Spanish moment um <laughs> how is like so funny because my brain just, like, switch the, the language <laughs> while I'm speaking English. It's like, come on, just stop hijacking my brain. Um, <laughs> um, how, how can I say, it's like, being an intern is no, it's not easy because I see it, like, every day. Like, um, you know, the, the dedication that you have to have for your clients, no matter what the situation uh, just to, you know, give them the better, the best service and, you know, try to, to achieve the best outcome for them is not an easy task to do. So I do admire you for that. Um, now, I mean, how- <laughs> go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say you're, you're totally right. It's very difficult. And thank you for, for saying And I, I know, too, that it's it's not easy. And you said you wanted to pursue law. It, it's not easy. Pretty and sometimes you see the worst in people. So it can be very draining as well. And mm-hmm. having worked previously in um, nonprofit law, I worked mainly with of crime. And that was very draining because you're seeing everyone is going through horrible situations mm-hmm. and hearing about all of the awful situations day in and day out, frankly, can be a little depressing. Um, so it's it's not an easy career. And I can see why maybe you decided at some point to steer away. It's definitely sometimes you think, why it could do be it? it could be fun too. Yeah. <laughs> it can be fun too. Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. So now tell us how you got into the pageant world. Like, I'm so curious. I want to hear that story. Like, I can't wait.
1: Sure. Um, well, and that has to do with actually me being... Ex- I'm sorry. College. You know? Oh, there you went out. Um, while in college, I, you know, I really needed scholarship money and I paid college myself. So I I earned scholarships, grants, um, took out student loans, worked jobs, and I heard about this America scholarship program. And I had heard that several friends of mine had competed, won thousands of dollars in scholarships. Some people even paid for their entire college career. So I thought, I'll try this, why not? Um, I was also shy at the time, so to me, that was a motivating factor. I thought, well, maybe this will be a good way to get me to come out of my shell. Believe it or not, I was shy. I didn't talk like this all the time <laughs> way back when. Um, and so I tried my first Miss America local. I was in Portland, Maine, and competed for Miss Portland. It was a very small pageant only about women. Um, I did not place because frankly, I know what I was doing. I was terrified to be on stage. Um, I nearly ran off during the competition because I realized everyone's looking at me. <laughs> and I don't like, think I looked at them in the entire competition, I just did excuse me, I didn't realize that that was expected <laughs> and I was afraid to look at them. So needless to say, you know, I didn't do very well in the past, I sort of enjoyed it because I, I liked the glamour aspect of it. Uh-huh. Um, but then I didn't compete for another year, I decided to wait because I was just, thought, you know, pageants aren't really for me. It's, you know, I'm too shy. Um, But a year later, you know, I was still broke, still needed for scholarships. So I, then the performance aspect of America, um, because they have a talent competition, this America program, was something I enjoyed as well. I was um, a singer, not professionally. I, I never had any professional training, but enjoyed singing. The more I competed, the more I really started to enjoy being on stage and singing for people. And I sort of got hooked from there and then took some time off, you know, in my late 20s because I thought it aged out and then started competing again after I was married around the age of 35. And it's hard to drag me off the stage now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's I mean, I love it. Um, I love how you kind of use the repetition of uh, going pageant after pageant just to overcome your fear of public speaking, which I I relate to that because uh, for me doing this right now, like being online and doing these interviews, is for me a challenge. Um, especially for you know, um, I I'm bilingual and like I get my moments where my languages cross, and that also have I have also have a heavy accent, so I can kind of relate with you in, in a way that you know that that public speaking um fear of you know just being out there and um, not doing well on stage like i totally like relate to that i love the fact that you still continue to practice your pageants and like go forward and you know just participate and compete on every pageant how many pageants do you have done oh gosh over 12 at this point
1: point. i've I've been competing since I am 20 years old and I'm now 43 and I think I've done about 20 pageants total. Um, I've competed in the Miss America program at the state level, the Miss USA program at the state level, Miss, um, Miss U.S. of America, Mrs. International, most recently International Ms. which is the title that I hold. And previously in 2018, I was world's Mrs. Twism. So I've, I've done a number of different systems. So uh, my current system, International Ms., is, is the one the most and was my first national title as um, mm-hmm. International Ms. USA. And I was shocked uh, when I won. I had worked very, very hard and just that after over 20 years of pageantry, I had finally achieved my dream of winning a national title. I
0: mean, I admire you because you are the what the only one to be selected to win the, this title at the age forty. Yes,
1: yeah. so in two thousand nineteen, which is when I up to women forty plus. Before that, it was only up women up to thirty nine. So I decided, okay, I'm I am forty one. I'm going to compete. I decided to compete and was crowned the first woman ever over the age of 40. Uh, now it's there's no age limit on our pageant, so as long as you're at least 26, um, you can compete for the title of International Ms. And it doesn't matter if you're 50, 60, 70. If you want to compete to be International Ms. or International Ms. USA, you can get that. Because frankly, I feel like at any age, you should never let your age define you or admit you. And at that time, for me, it was also a little because I'd just given birth to my daughter eight months before I signed up for the pageant. So it was really to challenge myself to get back into shape, to motivate, me, and to feel like okay, I'm a wife and a mom of two, but I can still be beautiful and glamorous and have that side as well. And I think that's important for women. Deaf.
0: Yeah, definitely, so important, so inspiring. Like I, I, I just want to go. <laughs> out running right now <laughs> after hearing you i'm like what are i making excuses for <laughs> i mean, i have, have to do a lot
1: of that, that? even birth that.
0: come on <laughs> 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 oh my okay so in all this experience that you have accumulated through the pageants have earned you a mention of confessions that's a, a book by Adrian Kwan. Uh, it's a, just it just released recently. And you mentioned yes. it. Tell us a little about that experience.
1: Adrian Kwan is the founder of the Pageant Project. And he does a podcast similar to this, um, though he's just speaking with mainly pageant women. And Confessions was something he came up, I think it was in early December and was published by the end of December. Um, it contains, gosh, hundreds of interviews from beauty queens from around two volumes, confessions. I think volume A through K, and I'm in the second volume L through Z. And you can both volumes on um, Amazon um, internationally, both Amazon, the US, UK, uh, Australia, which is where Adrian is based out of. Mm-hmm. And it's just from all over the world, being interviewed, talking about, um, you know, most embarrassing moments, how they got involved in patentry, inspirations, all those types of things. And I feel so grateful um, to have been included in that. And my sister, Queen uh, Dr. Corinne Devon, the current international Ms, uh, is also featured, as well as my director, Laura Clark, I believe you know, um, mm-hmm. she's the director. and of International Miss and also the director of the national um, Miss Earth USA pageant, which they just held this past weekend. I believe they just crowned a new Miss Earth USA, who also happens to be in mercy. I'm going to give a shout out her because she's also from Maine and a former Miss American system.
0: That's amazing. Um, so... I mean, what what else? What was the other thing? So you just like, so you mentioned that these confessions is like hold like into different volumes. Did did I hear that right? So the book is divided
1: into two volumes. There were so many women that he interviewed for uh, the confessions book that Mm -hmm. it comprises of two volumes. Okay. Wow. I mean, two. I. I am on page six to 303. And, <laughs> and, two, I'm, and then it's done alphabetically. And
0: between us, I mean, what was your confession? What happened? <laughs> Can you
1: share what with happened? us? <laughs> let me see. Well, probably, the, I'd say the thing, probably the funniest in there that was more, that was the most like, thing, most like a confession was talking about my most embarrassing moment in a pageant, which in a Miss Maine America pageant where, okay, so the name of the song that they walk out to for swimwear was Who Let the Dogs Out. As you can imagine, you probably don't want to be walking to swimsuit if Who Let the Dogs Out. However, they had a large prom stage that was a giant wood dog house. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm legally blind. And while because of that, I have severe astigmatism, I can't wear contacts and I tend to not wear my glasses and pageants for, you know, just a, a little bit cuter. And anyway, so I walked up the stage while there was someone circling around in front of me doing their walk and I ran straight into this giant dog. I mean, literally like smack in my face. <laughs> I think oh the God. judges were paying attention to the contestant you know, show her swimsuit. So I, you know, I tried to get myself and not cry. So I knocked my head into this giant prop and just give a smile on myself the whole time uh, on my face. And um, yeah, so there's, that's one of my confessions. You <laughs>
0: oh People can God. read the
1: rest of the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's so, oh my God, it's so funny at the same time. So inspiring because you have to be quick. <laughs> To like kind of recover from that situation, especially during a live pageant, like you know, you're getting into stage, and you know, like exactly. a lot of people is watching. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, I that's that's so funny. Thank you for sharing that experience with us. Um, now, you also, like I mentioned before at the beginning of the, the interview, you are the recipient of the President's Volunteer Service Award and you also are the recipients of the Secretary of State's Award for Outstanding Volunteerism Abroad. So tell us what got you those awards, like what do you do um, for, as a volunteer?
1: Sure. Um, The President's Volunteer Service Award, I received both 2016 and I received a bronze medal in 2016, for a hundred plus hour volunteer work. Um, and the President's uh, Volunteer Service Medal, the gold medal is for 500 plus hours of volunteer work. Um, and most of those were dedicated to my work with um, the American Heart Association as well as a number of other charities as well. Um, let's see, Make-A-Witch is one of them. And a number of other organizations that I worked with, the Tiger Lily Foundation, all, all sorts of places that I volunteered with um, and received that award as well as helping organizations to raise money, um, things like that, doing donation drives. Those are some of the main things that I've done to volunteer. Um, and I got out of my volunteer hours when I was in DC. Um, and the most recent award that I received, the Secretary of Volunteerism Abroad, is for that I've done here in Europe Um, in assisting an organization called Refugee Aid Serbia. They are an organization that assists refugees who are here in the Balkans. Um, We have nearly 4,000 refugees here in Serbia. Um, And of course, as most people know it's a, refugees are, are, you know, something that's, it's a worldwide property has them. They're currently about 65 million people, I believe placed. And the organization here um, Aid Serbia They run this great place called The Workshop. And in The Workshop, which is located here in Belgrade, they assist people anywhere from small children to adults who basically are trying to better their lives. They provide them hope through. They run classes with volunteers teaching German, French, English, Serbian. Um, They have math classes, all sorts of other classes to do whatever their volunteers can teach, whether art, guitar, uh, they on recreational trips like out to soccer matches, different things like that, museums, things basically to try to you know give them hope in what what may be an otherwise difficult life uh, living outside um, of Belgrade and some of the refugee camps here. So I did a, a number of donation drives uh, for items for refugee camps, as well as um, collecting money both. Um, through myself, I donated my thousand dollar prize that I won as National Ms. to the Refugee Aid Serbia organization, uh, and I've also been collecting other donations like wooden coats, things like that. And um, that's how I received the Secretary of State Award for Outstanding Volunteerism. It was a huge honor. Unfortunately, of course, this year due to COVID, we we normally a wonderful ceremony. We did our virtual ceremony this year, but actually next year, they'll be flying in the other winners from this year to DC to meet the Secretary of State and to be honored along the 2021 recipients of this award. They usually give out about six, six awards to each region world. And it, it's a huge honor. And the, the Secretary of State award for Volunteerism uh, abroad has been given out now for about 30 years. And this year was its 30 year anniversary.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much for for doing all that you do. Uh, It's really inspiring. Um, We definitely um, have to give more and we definitely get change um, when we give more. So by volunteering, helping all these people, what do you think is the thing that has changed within you just by giving to others?
1: I think by giving others, you, you, learn, you learn a lot about yourself, but you also, I, I think, you learn about humanity in general, that more often than not, we're more similar than we are different. I, I've lived around the world. I've worked with people from all over the world, and there are so many more commonalities between us, I think, than we believe, regardless of what our religion, politics, or anything Like that are you know we're all human beings and most human beings just sort of want basic things like respect and dignity and by volunteering I think I I try to help give people that and for me I I just like to put a smile on people's face so that's usually one of my motivations. I I just love to put a smile on people's faces and help make people happy.
0: Thank you so much and you definitely put a a smile on my face too. I mean um I do admire you more uh, as we speak. Um, so, you already mentioned your charities and your volunteering. Um, I got here that you also are a traveler. I you am. Travel I am. How
1: many miles? Uh, this year, past year, as uh, USA, despite the pandemic, I traveled over 19,000 miles. Um, I did a lot of pre pandemic traveling. I mean, right from January, starting in January, my sister, Queen crin and I had this amazing trip. Where we went to the UK um, to get our official International Ms. photo shoot on, and we mm-hmm. visited England and Wales while we were there. Then on my way back home to Croatia time, I was living in Croatia, I flew um, through Paris. I got to spend a couple of days in Paris um, modeling and having a photo shoot. Um, that was wonderful. Then I traveled to New York um, for New York Fashion Week, uh, Maine, where I made some appearances, raising money for the Heart Association and visiting my family. Um, and also later, um, right before everything shut down, um, again, Switzerland, France, and Italy, I was a um to model for Milan Fashion Week. So I've been so lucky to get in a lot of travel this year, despite. You know everything that's gone on, and and to be able to stay safe, um, most of the international travel, like I said, was pre pre lockdown. And I mm-hmm. actually happened to be in Milan when the coronavirus. Was there. Um, so we actually had to take Milan um, as the coronavirus was breaking out, and we were learning how horrible some of the first people uh, in, in Croatia have to routine. Oh wow! So, I mean, yeah, but
0: yeah. You just to travel over 19,000 miles within like a span of like two months and a half, that's pretty impressive. Um, and I guess that's so rewarding. I'm a traveler myself. I love to travel. So, um, I mean, I wish right now I could do a just, just a tiny fraction <laughs> of what you have I, done.
1: I, I, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm missing it too. too. I'm
1: missing it I- I, I think you gain so much through travel, um, you know, just meeting new people, hearing new languages, learning different cultures, seeing beautiful places, learning about history of those areas. It's just been, you know, it, it's been a privilege and being in the has helped me my travels as well. So that's been really one of the perks. Hello i'm here
0: sorry yeah for one (laughs) second we froze (laughs) i was like no don't go (laughs) all right but i mean thank you so much i love it i love your story i think that what is the main thing that i have God, from your, your story and your journey through life is that, uh, you know, we definitely can achieve whatever we set in our minds. And when we give back to others, our life definitely gets uh, better. And um, we turn to uh, better pre- people as well. Um, I love what you have done through, through your whole life. I love your achievements. I have to say that I do admire you, but also I want to thank you For being Miss uh, International Miss USA, because you're not only um, representing uh, USA, every woman in the USA, you're representing every background of every woman in the United States, and you are doing an amazing job at it. So, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, Is there any like, so any other social media than Facebook that we can uh, reach out to you?
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, I have an Instagram. My personal Instagram is Mikell Reed Carroll. That's M I K E L L R E D C A R R O L L. My International Miss USA um, tag on Instagram, and people can also visit if they're interested in the International Miss Pageant Uh, internationalmizpageant.com for more information on how they can compete. Ideally, we're going to be having our pageant this June in Vegas. We'll see what happens with a pandemic. It's possible maybe push back a little bit because we do have contestants flying in from all over the world. Mm -hmm. But people right now can still sign up um, and contact our pageant and the director, Laura Clark, if they're interested in competing, Um, if they want to be Ms. USA or International Ms. um, Both of those titles will be available. And it's it's been really an exciting, I guess now a year and a half I've been serving since my sister went an extended um, campaign, pandemic, which the pandemic's terrible, but I can't say that it's, you know, um, bad to be Ms. USA a little bit longer, so I'm grateful for that part of it. Um, But thank you so much for having me on today, Dogmar. I admire you as well and everything that you're doing to try to really help inspire other women and also give women like me um, a platform upon which, you know, to, to speak things that we're interested in our accomplishments and showcasing us. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Well, uh, until next week, uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on YouTube and, uh, Instagram and all other social media. This podcast has also gone, uh, to the audio. Uh, format. So if you want to hear the audio format of all of our episodes, you can find them on anchor.com or Spotify. And until then, have an amazing day. Don't forget to be fearless and unlock your potential.